Welcome to Neighbor of Spotlight. I'm Carol Malone, your host. Thank you for joining me today. Neighbor of Spotlight showcases citizens making positive contributions to their neighborhood and our city. My guest today is Mr. David Schmelz, co-founder of Clean House Incorporated and the legendary reggae band ITAL. In addition to those accomplishments, he continues to work as a licensed physical therapist assistant and professional musician. Most recently, he has added the title of author. His memoir entitled Clean from Reggae to Recovery, co-authored with Miss Jennifer Coyley, chronicles his personal journey to recovery. He is a former resident of the historic Ludlow neighborhood, a Shaker Heights High School graduate, proud father of two daughters, and a member of the Neighbor Up Network. Welcome to the show, David. Thank you, Carol. Thanks for having me. You are so welcome. It's been a minute. I appreciate yeah. your patience. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, can, I practice patience. These days. No, thank you. <laughs> so, listen, David. Listen, David and I are both Ludlowites and alumni yes. of Class of 74 at Shaker, That's also true, known right. as Soulful 74. Right. Go Raiders. Go Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> David, from the 1970s to the early 2000s, your life had many peaks and valleys. To quote you, founded ITAL in 1977, riding high in the 1980s, homeless and addicted in 2001. In achieving sobriety, how were you changed and what did you learn? Well, I like that riding high. That's so, <laughs> so, so accurate. <laughs> um, well, achieving sobriety, I, you know, I, I was pretty much I surrendered. That's that's what happened. I yeah. had to surrender to it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I started really probably drinking at uh, the age of 13, 14, mm-hmm. and started using some other substances, you know, smoking Smoking that uh, non-addictive weed mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, a lot of LSD in, in, oh, yeah. in the seventies and stuff like that, and uh, never thinking that I would be, become addicted to any of it. Yeah. You know, it was more of a, you know, for it, fun. It, yeah, for fun, and, yeah. and became my medication too after a while. Yeah, um, but it wasn't until uh, I was. Um, Getting high using drugs and alcohol kind of served its purpose of um, helping me deal with what was going on around me, you know, because I wasn't able to do it myself, you know. So it it took the edge off of life, let's say. But once it stopped doing that, you know, no matter how much I knew, it wasn't fun anymore. So uh, I pretty much surrendered in uh, 2001. You know, I was homeless. Uh, my ex-wife, ex-wife, had yeah. taken my daughters uh, to uh, South Carolina, which is where they live today. And uh, lovely pretty, young ladies, by the way. Thank you, You're thank you. Welcome. I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah. And uh, so I, you know, I was living in my car for a little bit, and uh, um, I just got tired. You know, I, I got tired just enough that. You know, I thought, well, maybe it's time for a change. Yeah. You know? so, well, perhaps maybe yeah, I should perhaps reevaluate maybe. <laughs> this lifestyle. Really? Right. And, and if it doesn't work, Burger. at least I have a rest. Exactly. You know? right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I surrendered to that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it's a long story as far as how as how I got into recovery. I, You know, I went to... Um, uh, Cleveland Clinic emergency. They put me up in the, the psych ward. Uh, yeah, that was a very interesting uh, part in your book yeah, when you realized yeah. where you were. Where I was, <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. I, I was yeah. comfortable, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was real comfortable. Until you realized, like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This, this, wait a minute. This, where am I? I thought this was a recovery. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, so, so you know, through that, and, and, and um, by the time I got to Orca House, yeah. I was weighing about, Oh, 134 pounds. 
pounds or something like that. Yeah, that picture of you is to definitely, mm. you definitely don't look like that now. It's pretty stark. Yeah, yeah, I gained yeah. a little weight. Just a, just a tad. Yeah, you look good. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Likewise, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, I had to, <laughs> I had to surrender to it, and yeah. I think that's that's basically what it is for anybody mm. who wants to do the recovery yeah. thing. They have to surrender you just to surrender. it. Yeah, because yeah. the more the the more I think I have a chance at this and I can, you know, if I just, you know, if I just drink wine <laughs> and not the higher stuff, if I just drink beer, if I just smoke one joint, I've never smoked one of anything for one thing. You know? <laughs> I understand. <laughs> you know, one is too close to none. You know? So, um, so all the, you know, I, I was trying to stop for my wife, trying to stop for my mother, trying to stop for the kids. Once I got into Orca House, you know, I really, the impetus of wanting to really stop really was the desire to see my daughters again. Yeah. And and not to have them look in the papers and see their father died of exactly. an overdose or something, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I found out later that I can't just get clean for them or for somebody else. I had to do it for me. Absolutely, but, for yourself. But initially, yeah. it was for them, you know. So, uh that's how it started, you know, surrender. I yeah. had to surrender. And I was a fighter, man. You know, I, you know, you couldn't tell me there's anything wrong with me. 134 yeah. pounds. Yeah. Look in the mirror. I see, yeah. you know, look at these yeah. abs, you know. Right. But right. They're, they're ribs, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they're my ribs, they're my abs, you know. Right. So, uh, <laughs> so, you know, and, and the more we try to stop, you know, the more it continues to be unable to stop. Yeah. When I start using against my will, mm -hmm. that's a good sign that it's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Let's talk about your book, Clean, mm -hmm. From Reggae to Recovery. It's an excellent read, David. It's truthful, sincere, funny, profound. I laughed. Uh -huh. I cried a mm -hmm. lot towards the like, middle. Yeah, I really mm -hmm. was boohooing uh -huh. a lot. <laughs> she called and, the tissues. Huh? Yeah. And I, I could relate on a personal level. Uh -huh. you know, I lost my brother to overdose. He right. was a Vietnam vet, and he passed away at the age of um, 54. Young. And, Young. Uh, yeah. you know, our family went through a whole lot. Exactly. You know? We take our families through a lot. Yeah. So why did you decide to tell your story? Uh, basically, when I was out there doing my thing, uh, my old one-two, I, I told myself, if I ever survive this, I'm going to write a book. Yeah. You know? And uh, I survived it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you wrote a great book. Thank, thank you so much. Really. Um, and and I also wrote it because um, I, I was starting this little nonprofit mm -hmm. by the name of Clean House. Um, now, when I went to treatment, I went to Orca House for like 104 days. Mm -hmm. Straight from Orca House, I went to uh, the PASS program, yeah. which is transitional housing uh, run by the Salvation Army. Army right? mm -hmm. And once I was there. Um, I said there as well is that someday I'm going to start a nonprofit and have transitional housing for, you know, people like me. Right. Because they help me out so much. Right. And know? it's needed. It's needed. It's needed. Yeah, it's exactly. Needed. Yeah. So um, so along, you know, the combination of starting the, the nonprofit and and really just kind of purging what was going on inside of me, too. Um, one thing I learned in recovery is if I don't if I don't do dirt, then I don't have to worry about dirt being right. exposed. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Right. Exactly. So right. so if I tell my life about what's going on, what happened with me, first and foremost, it might give someone some inspiration to go out there and try to get, to get clean right. and sober. You right. know, because it it happens. You can get clean and sober. Right. You know, I'm no different than anybody else. You know, only thing I did was once again surrender. Yeah. Um, so. 
I wrote the book as a purging also to uh, maybe help clean house a little bit yeah. and uh, give it some, um, I don't know, uh, let people see that this thing works. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. that there is a life after yeah. using. Yeah, well, I always say I have, I have two lives. Yeah. You know, one was a using life and one is the life today. I'm yeah. fortunate enough to have two and lives. And it's a ministry, too. That, too, yeah. I was never much on church and stuff like that. <laughs> but you know understand. what? Yeah. It doesn't have to be about yeah. church. Yeah. It can be about just helping. Yeah. I'm not saying the churches don't help. Don't right. call in Carol. <laughs> <laughs> Do not write me right. letters. Did he say? <laughs> it's not her right. opinion. <laughs> right. Right. Well, during your recovery, you got to know some people who became very special to you. Mm, yeah. Tell us about Tyrone S. and Tyrone E. and his many words of wisdom or Tyronisms. And ah, as I was telling you before we started recording, yeah. I wrote them all down I for know. you. That's okay. wonderful. Because I think they're fabulous. Thank you. Thank and I you. really think that you should put them in a book. And I'm going to and take your suggestions. I'm going to take <laughs> really? your suggestions. Yeah, because yeah. they're they're inspirational. Yeah, Ty, Tyrone E. And those are that's what re- got me interested in recovery too. Yeah, was hearing Tyrone say all these sayings. Yeah. yeah, Tyrone E. was the monitor at Orca House. One of the monitors at Orca House. Uh, there were a few different ones, and all of them helped me in one way or another. But Tyrone E. We had a similar addiction too. You know, he was a uh, he was an addict as well. And uh, we could relate. He'd been to some places I'd been to. We started sitting down talking. He's behind the desk. And I, the first night I was there, I couldn't go to sleep. You know, I I was used to putting something inside of me to pass out, not go to sleep, pass right. out. Right. You know, and then I put something in me to wake up. Right. You know, so I was kind of walking the halls and I'm in this place, the Orca House and all these other dudes around. <laughs> and I'm not, you know, and I'm yeah. not supposed to use anything. Yeah. Right. You know, right. so um he sees that I'm like freaking out and he says, well, come here, let's talk, let's talk. And we start talking. He starts talking about, you know, his experience with recovery and the stuff he used to use and all this. And I said, that sounds like me, you know. And he starts talking about um, places on Coventry that I used to visit and and all sorts of th- stuff like that, you know. Um, and he starts talking about this recovery. He's slipping in recovery. Right. I don't know anything about recovery. Right. You know, all I know is the people that that disappeared from my life, my friends who used to use, right. they disappeared <clears throat> for like a month. Where's so and so? Oh, he's in recovery. Right. You know, he's you know, he's in treatment. And then they come back out of treatment and the first thing they say to me is, Well, I can't see you anymore because right. I'm in, you know, I'm in right. recovery. Right. Then two weeks later, I say, You got any papers? You know? <laughs> so so that's the kind of recovery I knew about. Right. You know, it lasts about a couple months. Right. <laughs> you know. So Tyrone's telling me these things. Uh he's saying he's got these sayings, he's going, um, um, oh, listen, you know, I've got them right here. <laughs> so read your one, mind please. is like a parachute. It works best when it's open. Right, right. Trigger ain't nothing but Roy Rogers horse, horse, and they are both dead. Right, Tr- yeah, right. <laughs> right. Trigger ain't nothing but Roy Rogers horse, right. you know? As long, it's all right as long as you don't pick up. Right now, you are on a pink cloud. Enjoy it while it lasts. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And he starts talking all this stuff to yeah. me, and, and, and I'm getting curious. Where is he getting this from? Right. And it's making sense. Right. He's talking about... Uh, uh, there's a there's a pair of, there's a pair of pajamas in detox that'll fit any length of sobriety. I like you know? that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I said, whoa, <laughs> right? You know, and it's starting to make sense to me. And he told me that you don't have to use, you don't have to pick up. And he goes, especially, and you can also be happy not using. Yeah. And I said, what? 
you know. So I start listening, yeah. and he's got all these little quips, man. And, and I was, I love these, you know. It's it's a it's a cinch by the inch. Yeah, it's hard by the yard, yes. but a cinch by the inch. Yes, you know, stuff That's like right. that. You know, yeah. if you're going to pray, why worry? And mm-hmm. if you're going to worry, why pray? There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's right. And talk, talk don't care. Talk is talk and talk don't care who do it. <laughs> right. You know? So and, uh, <laughs> it says you can't women, you can't graft an idea onto an a, onto a uh a closed mind. A closed mind. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. And I think that's from um that I found out where he got that from. That's yeah. from uh the basic text of NA. Okay. That's in there. Okay. So okay. Uh, but yeah, I started talking to Ty and and he he was the one who actually suggested once I got out of Orca House, he said, You need to go to further treatment. <coughs> mm-hmm. And uh I said, Well, further treatment, what is that? And he was talking about transitional housing, PASS program, and he had been to the PASS program. And I, you know, he said, You need to go there as soon as you're out of Orca House. And my hundred and four days came and I took his suggestion and went there. And I did ask him, I said, Well, you know, how did you like the PASS program? He goes, Oh, well, I got kicked out. I said, Well, <laughs> well, well that's, that's supposed not to very go right. That's not right. <laughs> but he goes, But I'm sober. Yeah. You know? He goes, I didn't listen to what they had to tell me, but it was the best place I could have been. And I said, mm, another thing I learned in recovery. We can be honest when we make mistakes. Yeah. You know? I always wanted to have this mask on that I don't make any mistakes. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, even this, even though I'm strung out on drugs, mm-hmm. it's because of you. It's because mm-hmm. of you. It's because of you. It's not my fault. And I found it uh, being honest. And uh, another thing Tyrone said: "To thine own self be true." You know, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Tyrone um, and Tyrone E. Uh, now he passed away. Yeah, I was your buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, well, Tyrone E. passed away as well. Yes, Tyrone yeah, E. from Workhouse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he had uh, he was waiting for a, I think a, li- a liver transplant. Yeah, and he didn't get one. But Tyrone S. That's yeah. my brother. Yeah, that was my brother. Tyrone. Yeah. And you can S. feel that in yeah. this in the telling of your story. Really? That's, yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah. What comes from the heart reaches the heart. Yeah. You know, he was uh, now I'm my only child, which makes me very. Prone to uh, getting high, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of only. I've heard a lot of only child, only children stories. Stories, you <laughs> right, know. <laughs> right, right. And I used to think that was a sin too. Until right. I met all these people, I'm an only child too. I'm all yeah. <laughs> you dope fiend too, yeah. You know. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't have any brothers and sisters. And, and Tyrone became. I mean, the literal sense of brother to me. Yeah. I met Tyrone S. in uh, in treatment in the Orca House. And uh, matter of fact, the first time I met him, my mother dropped me off in front of the Orca House. And I, I was supposed to go in right away. Yeah. But I had other plans. I had $10, so I went down the street. Yeah, that's a very interesting part in your book right there. Uh, it okay. is. Yes. yes. <laughs> I told you. I read it thoroughly. Yes, you did, <laughs> didn't you? Yes. Uh, yeah. So... Uh, yeah. So I took a little vacation for a second before I came yeah. back to Orca House. When I got back to Orca House, I walked in and uh, I met Tyrone S. Mm-hmm. And he said we were, you know, he was taking bets. He saw me in the driveway. <laughs> you know, we are taking bets on whether you came back or not. Right. Is he going to come you, in or you, is you know, he going to leave? You lost me some money, man. Right. Said, oh, you know, and I was the new dude. Right. You know. um, but Tyrone and I had a, a, a similar using pattern too, and same drugs, the same, you know, alcohol and heroin and crack and all that stuff. And uh, we just became, we were, as the first person I really started to talk to, I talked to Tyrone E. a little later, it was maybe the same time, but I talked more to Tyrone S. 
Yeah. And we became very, very close. And we shared a lot about our families and a lot about our kids. We had, my youngest was the same as his youngest. Yeah. You know, and that was around that time. They were both like three or something. Now they're both, you know, 20-some years. Yeah. You know, and uh, we just shared about recovery, you know, how we're not going to do this when we go back out there because this is the last chance we got. Yeah. You know. And I already had a bunch of friends die anyway. A lot of my band members. Yeah. And I tell USA so that. It's a life or death situation. Yeah. You, you have to make a decision. Yeah. yeah. You, you know? So um, we became the best of friends. As a matter of fact, he asked me to sponsor him. And mm-hmm. uh, he had been at Orca House like a month before I had. Mm-hmm. But he saw, I guess he saw that, you know, I I wasn't, I, I get in the big book, I get in the books of anything about recovery, I'd read. I wouldn't, I wasn't watching basketball downstairs. Right, you the, were studying. Yeah, studying yeah. how to stay sober. Yeah. And he saw that, and he asked me to sponsor him, which I thought was, we actually wound up sponsoring each other. Yeah. You know, um, and as I said, we became the closest of friends. We'd go to meetings together after we got out of there. Uh, if I wasn't... You know, with him at a meeting, they'd ask, well, where's your partner? If, you know, if, if he wasn't yeah. with me, where's your partner? We were just close, you know. Yeah. We uh, we shared in, uh, we shared with others in detox together. We started a meeting <clears throat> together. Yes, you just did, right. Mm-hmm. And what was the name of that meeting? Uh, it was, uh, oh, oh, my God, hold gosh, on. What is I know. It? it was Wednesday nights, I know okay. that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> at, right. at Cleveland, uh, let me see. Uh, treatment center on, on Carnegie. It was, uh, oh, oh, no. Oh, that's all right. We'll come back to that. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Okay. I got the book right here. Right. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. I can't remember. Uh, well, Listen to Learn is my home group. So, yeah. Uh, but that ain't. Yeah, I remember that name. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it'll come to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's some brain cells that are. Not, that's <laughs> I my excuse. Understand. Hey, I understand. I lost a few myself. <laughs> good. I understand. Good, good, good. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, Ty and I, um, actually, when I started, uh, I had the idea of clean house. He was the first person I asked. And, you know, this idea said, well, let's do this thing. And we really, you know, we got board members after that. So he was like an initial, you know, member partner yeah. in this whole and, I, and I read I read about your board members too so you got some mm. really good people on board yes, yes, who yeah. knew you know who mm. understand who are involved right. who know you yeah. you know so yeah. that that's great yeah I got my know. sponsor on the, on yeah. the board and uh, some other it's uh, and I have a, a lady that um, we used to party together and I won't mention her name in uh, junior high school mm-hmm. and she has uh, she's in recovery she's been in recovery over 20 some years and I just found that out, you know, not too long ago. Um, and we got some people who are not in recovery, yeah. which is a, we have a mix of folks, right. you know. And I think that works well. Yeah. Um, well, what do you want people to take from reading your story? Mm, the main thing that it is possible to recover from drugs and alcohol. Point blank. Point blank. Yeah. Point blank. Um, I think, as I said before, I, I just knew of the people who— uh, said they stopped drinking or they stopped using and then you find out they're doing the same thing over again. I understand that yes. because without a program of recovery, you have no defense against the first one. I understand that. And that's, that's not hearsay. That's, that's from experience. experience. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. So I understand that. Um, but I want people to know that, um, that it's not easy yeah. and that I needed help. 
And, it does, and there's nothing wrong with asking for there's help. There's nothing wrong with asking for help. No. And that's, you know, that's, that's a guy thing, too. You know, guys don't ask for help. Yeah. You know, you know <laughs> or, directions. or directions. Right. right, right. I remember driving with my ex-wife looking for a party, you know, and I'm going around the block, third time around the block. I said, well, why don't you ask somebody where, you know, I said, oh, I know where I'm going. <laughs> you know, and I was another man. I'm not asking another man for help. You kidding me? You might think I'm a punk or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, another thing I learned in recovery, you know, uh, closed mouth doesn't get fed. Right. Right. So I had to open up and, and be able to tell people where I was at, you know, and that really started started things clicking. Another thing to help things start clicking was to keep an open mind. Yeah. Somebody in treatment told me, a guy in treatment told me, just think that there's a possibility that everything you think isn't right. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. what I said. Wow, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And... When I really thought about that, as far as, you know, maybe everything, because my best thinking got me into treatment, mm -hmm. you know, got me hooked on whatever. Mm -hmm. So I said, there's a possibility that I need some help with my thought system, yeah. you know? To so look at things I, a different way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And when I started looking at things a different way and thinking a different way, I started doing differently. Yeah. You so know. it's just like when you know better, you do better. You do better. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you know better, You've been talking you to Tyrone. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it, man. I love his sayings. So listen, in 2009, you began to develop your idea for a nonprofit organization. Why did you come up with the idea to create your own organization? I wanted to give back, you know, what was given to me. Yeah. So I said uh, uh, I was at um, PASS program on uh, 22nd in uh, community college. And uh, the PASS program provided me with food, board, and uh, didn't have to work, mm -hmm. you know. And um, I was able to take my time with recovery. And see, that's contrary to what a lot of people think. A lot of, yeah. a lot of places will tell you, you know what, you need to go out there and start working, yeah. you know, and, uh, and, and, you know, have something, you know. Cause, and that's what I thought coming in, I thought if I had a car, if I had a job, if I had the girl, mm -hmm. I'd it would be, be all, all right. better. Yeah. yeah. But the problem is I get the first paycheck yeah. and I'm off and running. Yeah. You know? So they told me to take my time and I didn't have to pay any, you know, board there, like I said. And they, and they had meetings there mm. and uh, I could just stay there and work on recovery. Right. And take your time. Find right. you, feel your way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that helped out me. there. Yeah. You know, and that, that and and be able to learn how to sit still. Yeah. And be quiet. Man, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know? Because I didn't like sitting still and being quiet because that would mean that I'd have to be with me. And I, and I didn't like me. <laughs> now, I hated y'all, but I certainly didn't like me, right, you know? Right. You know? And I, I come to find out, well, I don't like y'all because I don't like me. Yeah. You know? Well, my grandmother always had a saying, baby, love yourself because you don't love yourself. Nobody else Ooh, will. I like that. My grandmother said that all my life. She's right. To too. all of us. She's love yourself. Right. And she's right. Yeah. Starts with self-love. She's right. No. Yeah. yeah, my grandmother um, said some good stuff, too. I think she... What did she say to me? Um, uh, learn to laugh at yourself. That way you'll always be amused. <laughs> you know? I like that. That's a good she got it from somewhere. I don't right. know where. But anyway, um, so I was helped so much at uh, the PASS program. Mm -hmm. It served as a wonderful foundation recovery. I was able to uh, work the steps with my sponsor, mm -hmm. uh, go to meetings, 
and uh, <laughs> be around other people, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and learn how to have relationships mm-hmm. with other people. You know, previous to that, I had to learn how to control my temper because every time I get mad at something, I just blow up and mm-hmm. whatever. Because I didn't know how to deal. I didn't have any living skills. Mm-hmm. I had masked all that stuff for such a long time. And I stopped using that stuff to make me okay. Right. I'm like, ziggity-boo, you know? Yeah. So um, being still long enough and learning how to live in recovery uh, at the transitional place, transitional housing, I said, well, one day I want to do this. So I started to clean house once I got a little bit clean and sober. So that's a good lead to my next question. Ah. How did you come up with the name? Ah, <laughs> okay. I had a, there was a whole bunch of names I I was thinking about. Um, I remember I wanted to call it Foundation because of the Foundation Recovery that I had. Yeah. And I Googled that. Of course, that was taken. Right. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so then I just started thinking, well, I'm, how long have I been clean for? Clean. Oh, clean. Yeah. You know, so, Okay. It's very catchy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very catchy. Clean hotel, uh, clean motel. No, clean house. You know. Yeah. And um, the acronym, I just kind of popped up with it. I, you would think the acronym would come first, but I, right. I just you know changed lives and powered and new. Absolutely, because I said the letters combined are a powerful phrase: change lives, empowered and new. And the initial, the initial spell out chi, chi, yes. which is actually means energy. Exactly. So it's perfect. Exactly. And I didn't know that either until <laughs> right. somebody said, "Did yeah. you mean to do that?" I remember I no. read that in your book and said, "Right, right." Yeah, no, but it worked out well. It worked out great. It yeah. worked out well. Once again, things tend to work out. That's what happened right. in recovery. That's yeah. what happened in Orca House. Then when I start to do the right thing, the next right thing happens. Yeah, everything falls into yeah. place. Yep. Well, in 2012, you purchased a building at 11910 Buckeye Road. Tell us about Clean House and the services you provide. Yes, Clean House. We uh, purchased the house, um, the building. Uh, when we did, we got it from where did we get it from HUD. Okay. And uh, it had grates on. All the windows had been taken out. And it had uh, abandoned property grates on it, so mm-hmm. it had no windows whatsoever. Uh, when we purchased the property, at the time we purchased it, it had furnaces, mm-hmm. it had cabinets, it had toilets. It was ready to go. Yeah. You know? And then um, you had a bit of a problem. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, there was a while, it, it took about six or seven months until we could take ownership of the property mm-hmm. because of the previous owner, something was going on. Mm-hmm. But by the time we took ownership, there were no toilets, there right. no sinks, no cabinets, no <laughs> All furnaces. All that stuff was gone. I was gone, <laughs> right. you know? Um, and it, it seemed, and we didn't have any, nobody was living there. And, mm-hmm. and we didn't have any electricity. Mm-hmm. They had clipped all the wires. They'd taken mm-hmm. all the wires out. They took all the meters out. Wow. All the meters were gone. And, wow. Um, and we, uh, we were able to, first thing, when the book came out, mm-hmm. um, I did a signing at uh, Max Backs on Coventry. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about the book and how much uh, we, we had just purchased, you know, the, the, the location and that we didn't have any electricity. And, and so after the talk, uh, somebody came up to me and said, well, you know, I know an electrician who might want to help you. I said, well, really? I said, you know, this good. is a big job. Yeah. I mean, this, this whole house needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, I'll give him your phone number. I talked to him. His name's Jim. With a, I'll give him a plug, Solar okay. Electric. All yeah, right. Because Jim really helped us out. <laughs> okay, that's um, all right. He came in mm-hmm. for 
for nothing. I mean, oh, wow. just materials. That's fabulous. And in he put support. meters in, and he hooked up the whole place. Oh, wow. Thank you, Jim, so oh, much. Absolutely. So that was our first blessing <laughs> yeah. right there. Yeah. You know? uh, then we had uh, another gentleman, uh, Don, uh, who went to Shakers, matter of fact. Okay. Yeah. And Don. He, Don Kelly? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. He's in my class. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. our class, right. rather. Right, right. right. Yeah. Don, Kelly, Don, yeah. Don helped us out a lot. That's great. He um, he knew Charles, uh, who had a heating um, business, and we were able to get some furnaces from him. Okay. And he helped us out with that. Uh we were also able to get a $25,000 grant initially. Wow, that's would, wonderful. It was great. We were able to get the windows in. You know, so yeah. now we have windows, we have a couple of furnaces, painted the place a little bit. Um, now it's, it's <clears throat> difficult to get the back. We have two suites in the back and two suites up. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still trying to renovate, and it's mm-hmm. been taking a long time to do that. Yeah. Uh, but we're still trying to. That's and, good. You've come a long way. Yeah, we yeah. really have. We <laughs> really have. On. You've come a long way. We have meetings <laughs> Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Okay. Mondays at 6 o'clock. Wednesday and Friday at 7 o'clock. Okay. Also, martial arts Tuesdays. Yes. As a matter of fact, the gentleman mm-hmm. who um, is the exterminator where I live, ah. <laughs> I was telling him about what I do. Okay. And I was telling him about yeah. my next interview, and yeah. I showed him your book. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, that's the martial arts man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I said, yeah, right. So it's a very small oh, world. Oh, it is? Yes, yeah. yes, right. yes. So, yeah. So, I, you know, and, and, and I added martial arts as, um, well, I added... All these things are what helped me. Yeah. You know, the meetings and just recovery, it's, uh, it just helped me. In martial arts, I, I learned from a gentleman. Uh, when I got out of Orca House, I, there was another monitor named Kenny. Mm-hmm. Kenny was a, a Golden Gloves, old Golden Gloves. And I told him, I said, you know, I'd love to learn some martial arts or something because I wanted to do the body, mind, and spirit thing because yeah. I wanted to get healthy again. Yeah. And also, you know, I had low self-esteem, too, mm-hmm. at the same time, yeah. which I could admit most definitely, you know. And uh, yeah. I said, I bet you if I learned some karate, some gung fu, I nobody would mess with me. Yeah. Right? right? That's, that's my thoughts. <laughs> right. and, and, um, and I wanted to get healthy, too. Yeah. So he told me about a gentleman uh, by the name of uh, Arthur Sykes. And um, he introduced me to Grandmaster Arthur Sykes. And uh, he gave me the opportunity to train with him. So what I learned from him— uh, after he passed away, I trained with another student of his, uh, yeah. Robert Edmonds, Pastor Edmonds, mm-hmm. who's also a member of, board member of Clean okay, House. Okay, awesome. Yeah. That's good. And um, martial arts helped me tremendously to be able to focus, you know, and uh, uh, it's almost like moving meditation for me. Yeah. So so the things I, I, I combine all this stuff to... to you know, kind of introduced to other people because it helps so and help much. other people. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what we're supposed to do. That's exactly you know right. that's exactly what we're supposed to do. And, and what's great about your program is it's right on Buckeye mm-hmm. in the Shaker Square neighborhood. Yeah. You know, it's it's convenient for folks and it's open to the public and people can exactly. come in. And given what's happening on Buckeye lately, mm, it's yes. you know without yes. belaboring that. It's needed. Yeah. You're needed there. Yeah. Thank you. Know, you. Especially Thanks. being able to reach out to the young folks. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I like to do that. I, I want to do, I, I would like to do more, but, you know, we do what we can right now. Yeah. And we've got some younger kids coming in 
teenagers from around the neighborhood coming into the meetings. Oh, that's good. So that's good. a start right that's there. That's a start. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's really, really good. Now, who is eligible for your program? And is, it, is there a cost? Uh, yeah, any. it's free. Okay. I mean, you know. That's we, we'll wonderful. T- yeah, we'll take donations, you know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but uh, uh, we yeah. have a gentleman, uh, Martin, uh, who's also on the board, who who lives at Clean House. And, and uh, he is a, a house monitor okay. and a custodian or whatever you might say. When we have the rooms up and going— all men are eligible, uh, mm-hmm. but you have to. Uh, there's a requirement of having gone to treatment first. First, yeah, okay. not just detox treatment. Right. So you have an understanding of, uh, you know, the uh, the the drug problem and the chemical problem. So you know, you know a little bit about what's going on, and you had at least 28 days to <laughs> you right. know, think about it. Mm-hmm. Then you can come to sober <clears throat> living environment, mm-hmm. which is clean house. Um, and once we get the rooms ready, you can stay there up to six months without oh, paying. Oh, wow, that's anything. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what happened to me at the uh, you know, PASS program. Passport, yeah. Yeah, I didn't have to. And once I started working the PASS program, they had me bank my money there. Because yeah. I didn't need to spend any money on anything, you know, except cigarettes when I smoked. Yeah. You know? Well, it was really great in the book how you got back into your profession, too, mm. through the PASS program. Yeah. That's a great part in the book, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We, should we talk about that? <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah. Because you weren't so sure. No. And you just no. stepped out on faith and bam. Yeah. yeah. And for uh, physical therapy, I'm a physical therapist assistant, and every two years you have to uh, uh, send in— uh, you have your CEUs, your continuing educational stuff, and and sign something to, to say, well, I'm still doing this, right? And I, I can remember prior to getting sober, I was sitting in Cleveland Heights Jail, and my mother came by and she said, this came from the board, you know, physical therapy board, you know. I'm not, the last thing I'm thinking about is physical therapy. And she said, you might want to sign this. So I'm glad I did. Yeah. Because later, once I'm in transitional housing, trying to get uh, some work, it came in handy. And I remember, ah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. So I'm looking through the paper. They're, they're allowing me. They said, well, you know, it's been like six months since I've been in uh, transitional housing. And they said, you know, you can go out and start working. And so I'm looking for a part-time job now. And I'm looking for other stuff. I'm not mm. looking for PT stuff. Right. You know, I said, I'm, I don't think I'll be able to do that anymore. Yeah. And I'm looking at, you know, painters and window washers and all sorts of stuff. Everything There's nothing but, wrong. Right, There's yeah, nothing wrong with it, but yeah. everything. Everything but But that. what you were qualified to do. Right, right. exactly. <laughs> right. You know, because I don't think I'm qualified to do it. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. So I see this ad in there and says they're looking for a physical therapist assistant part-time. And I said, what the heck? You know, I circle it. And I call them. And um, they said to come in. And... Uh, I had an interview with this lady, Elaine, and I told her exactly what was going on with me. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I live in a homeless shelter pretty much. It's just transitional housing. It's a homeless shelter. And I told her my history. I'm recovered, you know, addict. And at that time, I think I had about eight months clean. Mm-hmm. And I got eight months. And um, she hired me. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, like our parents used to say, it always pays to be honest. Honest. Exactly. <laughs> it pays to Which be honest. Which is another thing I learned in recovery. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It pays to be honest. Yeah, for it real. does. It and really and does. no matter what the results are from yeah. your being honest, those yeah. are the correct results. Does, yeah. 
That's, yeah. that's it's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, now, how can people contact you to attend the program, volunteer, and most importantly, donate time, yes. resources, or money? Yes. <laughs> All of the above. Right. Uh, well, you can reach me. I'll get my phone number out. Okay. 216-326-9050. Okay. That's my phone number. Mm-hmm. Or you can come by Clean House. Okay. Um, anytime Martin may be there or, you know, especially during the times of meetings, we're there Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for okay. sure. Uh, 11910 Buckeye, or you can reach us on our website, www.cleanhouseinc.org. You can reach us okay. there. Okay. Or through Facebook, <laughs> or through David Smeltz on Facebook. Yeah. Or through any of the board members on Facebook. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we could use some some volunteers. We really need someone to help us like redo the floors in uh, the rooms back there. We've got a furnace now. Uh, we've had the furnace for a while. We had donations to get the furnace. Mm-hmm. The furnace needs uh, someone to put the furnace together. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, did, it didn't come self, you know, installed. Right, you know? right. Uh, <laughs> so if anyone out there knows. Yes, because <clears throat> this is a very wonderful organization. Thank you. And I hope our listeners will hear your call and, and give you a call and step up and help you. Thank you. You know, girl. and definitely, hey, and, and you know me, anything that I, I can do. <laughs> Thank you. I'm a, I'm a major in-kind kind of person. <laughs> Who can we find to yes. donate the time? And I certainly, I really yeah. appreciate your help oh, that's that. okay and your friendship. You, know. you too, honey. Like I said, I'm uh, really glad that I came. That was my yeah. second time at the Hessler Street Festival. Right. Great. And I'm so glad that I came. Yeah. You know, because we, we wouldn't have uh, been no. able to make that connection. And that was wonderful. talking earlier, man. Who'd have thought? I know. You know, Ludlow Elementary School. I know. And here we are. Had not seen each other since high school. I know. And now here we are. Yeah. It's amazing. Okay, I'm about, <laughs> I'm about to get all teary-eyed. Okay, let me pull myself together. As I mentioned earlier, you are still performing, and you mm-hmm. are going to play something for us today. I certainly will. Okay. Yeah, I'd love to. All righty. Well, we mm-hmm. will get started on that, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. David Schmeltz. <laughs> I always like to open open, open this with hello. <laughs> Want to be kind. Speaking uh, speaking of kind, here's a um, I have a um, CD coming out in September. Here's the uh, song I adapted. You may find it familiar. We'll see. is patient love is kind love is patient love is kind it does not envy it does not boast it's not proud love is kind it does not dishonor others not self-seeking is not easily angered it keeps no record of all wrongs love is patient love is kind love is patient love is kind it does not delight in evil but rejoices with truth It protects and always trusts, always hopes and perseveres. Love never fails. Love 
never fails Love never fails Love never fails The greatest of these is love. Love never fails. It's love. Love never fails. Love never fails. never fail uh yeah. do another one let's try um is one that uh, I just wrote this, so so I can like sing the wrong words and you won't know. So <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see what happens here. It's going on the uh, it'll be on the CD as well. Many times I was alone 
I would like to close with a quote from my guest today. I believe people either like or dislike the perceptions of who they think we are and not our actual beingness. There's a certain freedom in not defining me. That which I think I know only limits me. It's in the not knowing which opens the door 
to all possibilities. I really like that, David. <laughs> thank you. I would like to thank my guest, Mr. David Smells, for visiting with us today. It was a pleasure, David. Thank you, Carol. I, I got chills. <laughs> me too. <You> know? <laughs> me too. I me, really enjoyed speaking me, with me you too. and seeing you me again. Me too. It's been fabulous. I want to thank our audience for tuning in. Please join us next time as we continue our conversation with Cleveland residents who are making positive contributions to their neighborhood and our city. Go to Neighborhood Connections website to locate a network night in a neighborhood near you. Come network and collaborate with residents who are making positive contributions to our community. If you have a great idea and you want to do something positive for your neighborhood, contact Neighborhood Connections at 216-361-0042 or send us an email at www.neighborhoodgrants.org and like us on Facebook. Get informed. Get involved. Neighbor up. I'm Carol Malone, your host. Thank you for joining me today on Neighbor Up Spotlight. Neighbor Up Spotlight is sponsored by Neighborhood Connections and the Cleveland Foundation in association with Bad Rack Recording Studios. Executive producer, creator, writer, host, Carol Malone. Co-producer, Lila Mills. Engineer, co-producer, Henry Rapp. Neighbor Up, Cleveland. <laughs>